So welcome to another episode of uh, DX Talks and really we are glad uh, to have this episode 118th in season five and uh, our digital leader platform today uh, is really enabling us to meet new people, to meet new uh, innovations uh, in, in different spaces. And today our topic is about innovation in the medical field uh, and uh, we're going to be hearing a lot about those innovations from uh, our uh, guest. And uh, let me introduce uh, our guest quickly, Mr. Edward Kliphaus. He's a partner of Safinova Partners. Uh, and uh, today also it will be uh, part of uh, the Precision Med Exhibition and Summit in Dubai that is happening exactly in 12 days uh, on May 24th and May 25th. So uh, we are bringing uh, our guest also to highlight uh, the importance of uh, the medical enhancements uh, in the world, of course, and then how it will somehow affect also the region. So uh, let's welcome our guest and then... Uh, Welcome, Edward, uh, on the platform. Uh, we're really eager and uh, lovely to have you here. If you don't mind introducing yourself and a little bit about the background. Yeah, fantastic. No, thanks, Rudy. Uh, pleasure to be here. In, in 118 episodes, I, I didn't realize it was it was already such a long-running show. Um, in terms of my personal background, I'm, I'm a Dutch national. I'm a pharmacologist by training. I did my research in the blood-brain barrier. And I've been in healthcare venture capital since 2009. I was part um, of the team uh, that was in the early days setting up the corporate venture capital arm of the Merck Group and Ventures, um, and then went into investment banking as an equity research analyst, only to come back to M Ventures and ultimately doing uh, quite a few investments on the healthcare technology side. And from there, I, uh, I joined Sofinova Partners um, at this point to focus on digital medicine. So what you were referring to with precision medicine, that's a fundamental element of what we do. And at Sofinova Partners, we are one of the uh, oldest venture capital firms in the world, five decades of, of investment activities, uh, purely in life sciences, two and a half billion assets under management. Um, our home is Europe, but we invest globally and we invest across everything in life sciences from therapeutics, early stage, late stage, medical devices, cell and gene therapies, um, you name it. If there's a deal, if there's a good thing to do in life sciences, if there's a good attractive opportunity, we'll be able to do it. Yeah, I, I think uh, the, the world is really changing the way uh, we are really changing. Everybody is changing. We are in a fast forward change and uh, the COVID uh, epidemic was not, uh, it was actually a catalyst uh, to bring more of this change into our lives and, and the digital space. So uh, let me go to the first uh, uh, question. Uh, you you quoted uh, on uh, previously that you are witnessing a global paradigm shift in, in the healthcare. It's true, and this is what we are actually witnessing. 
digital health is really becoming more of a necessity than a nice to have. What's your, if you can elaborate more, and then what is your point of view on this? I'm going to take quite a roundabout way of of of, of answering this question, but let me first say um, what you referred to earlier with COVID being a paradigm shift. It has absolutely been fundamental. What we've seen is basically 10 years of innovation in less than half a year. So it's it's brought everything to the forefront. Um, you know, the people on the street understand what RNA is, what it does, how it works. And, and that has basically created the platform to build innovation on that is unrivaled. Now, the, the paradigm shift, if you if you sort of like plot, there's two major movements historically that had already started before COVID was there. And the first one is, that the cost of healthcare as a function of GDP has been increasing, you know, year over year. It's tripled in the United States over the last 30 years. It's doubled in Europe over the last 30 years. Now, if you combine that with a, with a change in demographics where the amount of people contributing to a social healthcare system as we build it is unfortunately reducing, whereas the amount of people drawing from it is increasing, driven by longevity, driven by lower birth rates, You'll, you'll see that there's going to be a supply and demand mismatch looming. And the question then is, what can we do to make sure that healthcare still remains affordable for all? Now, the answer there lies in digital and lies in digital medicine, as we like to coin it here at Sofinova. Now, what that does for us, and this is the paradigm shift, if you couple the generation of very well-structured data uh, on an individual, on science as a whole, with the advent of machine learning techniques, artificial intelligence, deep learning, uh, all these things. It basically allows us to step away from a very reductionist approach, which we've had you know, over the last centuries to, to, to science as a whole and life science in particular, where we basically take a complex problem and we break it into individual pieces and then we work on those pieces. Now we can reverse that. Now we can change that whole notion and actually look at the complex problem in its entirety. And what that means for medicine is really, it's, it's game changing. It means that we can actually look at a patient in its totality and not just say, oh, you've got pain, therefore you should have this particular drug. Oh, you've got rheumatoid arthritis, therefore you should go to only this drug. No, we can look at the patient in its entirety and say, this is your history. These are the complaints you have. We've taken your blood test. We've taken uh, other samples. And therefore, we can now infer that actually this is the best treatment for you at this particular dose and therefore it will have this effect. Very interesting. And I would love to know more. You mentioned AI and artificial, actually artificial intelligence, AI and uh, the rise of uh, machine learning and so on. I don't know if you can elaborate even further. How is it really, uh, you know, uh, helping and changing the practice in medicine? I mean, as I said before, it's basically the change from a reductionist approach to science to now actually looking at the complexity as a whole. And, and an example of this for me is a company called DeepMind, which was a company in the UK that developed this, this algorithm called AlphaFold. Now, if you're not familiar with DeepMind, DeepMind was acquired by Google for a hefty sum and has been working on the protein folding problem. Just to put that in context, protein folding is sort of the executive level, if you will, of the human body. So proteins are the effectors of functions. If you understand, therefore, what the 3D structure of a protein looks like, you understand what function it needs to achieve, but also when it doesn't achieve that function. And you, you understand how you can drug, for example, particular uh, proteins to actually have a therapeutic effect. So it's sort of at the core of everything life sciences that we do. Now, what these guys did was basically commit a machine learning model to the protein folding problem. 
And up until AlphaFold committed itself to this, we had only elucidated about 17% of the roughly 20,000 proteins in the human body. And this was done over decades of hard work by very smart scientists with like heavy machinery, millions of dollars of investments, numerous man hours, like it was hard labor. And along comes AlphaFold and along comes this algorithm. And basically we almost solved the remaining 80% in less than two years. That's the power of something like this. That's the power of what AI and machine learning bring to life sciences. And maybe to add to that briefly, um, it, it, the paradigm shift here really is that we move away from sort of the causation, causation, causation-based computing, if you will. So if you have this particular hypothesis that's validated, then you can validate the next hypothesis and ultimately you validate a larger hypothesis that leads them perhaps to a drug, then you put the drug in a human and you finally see whether or not it works. That we can now change and we can turn around and we can basically say, actually, we can now go into a correlation-based approach, which basically means we take big data, we crunch big data, and we derive new hypotheses based on observations. So we look at the population at large. We see, for example, hey, a population in this cluster actually develops, I don't know, X, Y, Z indication. Maybe there's something wrong with the groundwater. Maybe there's something wrong with their genetics. Maybe there's something wrong with the air quality. Let's try and, and, and validate that hypothesis. And that basically is, is the next frontier of gaining insights, not just in an individual, but in the population as a whole, which leads then to better understanding of the individual and better care for the Very, very interesting. Uh, I love the, uh, the investments also that is happening in the space. I think it's, it's huge. And as you mentioned, also the Google uh, acquiring for the hefty sum, uh, <laughs> Uh, medicine uh, for me, medicine is the is the age now. It's the age of uh, the innovation, uh, not just because of COVID, but I think it was on a point where uh, the industry uh, 4.0 was able to provide more of the tools and the techniques and the technology because we need that technology before it was available, but it wasn't as much available as it is in the last couple of years. Uh, amazing, and. Uh, now we know that really in the medicine as a whole and medical field is really changing. The healthcare is changing. Uh, how does that affect the world and how will it impact a little bit on, uh, on, uh, because we are part of the, the bigger, uh, you know, globe. How do, how will it affect uh, Middle East? Let me, let me start with your, the second part of your question first. I think what, what, what we can see is a massive moment that where, uh, certain underserved geographies of which the Middle East is one can actually leapfrog. And I think the best analogy here is healthcare technology at this point in time finds itself in the same space where fintech was about 10 years ago. And so by that analogy, if you look at the payment-based system in sub-Saharan Africa and how they have jumped from having to need physical banks and bank accounts to make payments to using mobile as a platform to do that, the same analogy holds truth for healthcare. So delivery of healthcare, uh, a fun fact, which I learned only the day before yesterday, apparently Kazakhstan is now one of the most connected countries for telehealth. And it's okay. because in, 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 in COVID, people couldn't find their physician anymore. And so actually the state had to jump in and create all these platforms. I mean, it's, it's just a, a testament of, of, of let's say, the innovation that people put to bear. Now, again, if you plot that line further, it is, it is not an... an, an uh, you know, it's, it's not impossible to think that there are certain topics, cardiometabolic diseases, fertility, um, that, that are very pressing in the Middle East, 
which unfortunately aren't addressed yet, but which the rise of healthcare technology digitization can actually serve for and cater for. So I think mm -hmm. I think the beneficiaries here, particularly also you have an affluent, well-educated population, the willingness to pay is there. Um, for me, at least the macro factors are all in play. Now, of course, it is up to the technologists locally and globally to solve for that and to actually build the solutions that would cater to the masses, create the go-to-market channels, etc. But if you think of capitalism as a force of nature where you know it is allocation there where it yields the system the most, then then this will happen one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um what are the breakthrough innovations that's happening in the world where you can share with us some maybe some unique ones? Uh, or exclusive ones, and really they are pressing to solve the problem of the world. Look, one of the most eye-popping ones for me was a company that I had the pleasure of investing in in 2015, and I've been on the board of for uh, about five years until moving now over to, to Sofinova, which is Akili Interactive Labs. Now, Akili creates a computer game, uh, but it's a computer game that basically rewires the brain. It, it, it induces neuroplasticity, which basically means that you actually change confirmationally the prefrontal cortex of the brain. And so what this does, it helps people concentrate better, increases cognition, and it does so through a very well-validated intervention. It's, it's, if you think of an active pharmaceutical ingredient and then the pill around it, this is a game, which is sort of the formulation of the pill, but the algorithm at the core of it is the active pharmaceutical ingredient. And what that does, it basically triggers... Uh, an, an upregulation in cognition for those people who suffer from cognitive impairment. Now, think of which diseases those are. ADHD is the first one, right? I mean, normally when you give somebody Ritalin or Concerta, uh, you actually trigger the uh, more the hyperactivity part of ADHD and not necessarily the attention deficit part. Here you have a solution that, that, that sort of surgically and meticulously targets attention deficit and upregulates the cognition. So kids under this treatment you could hypothesize, have probably a better chance of doing better in school, get better grades, be more confident, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the same thing, cognitive decline, it's a function of treatment with chemotherapy. It's a function of treatment of, you know, COVID fog. Um, it's a hallmark of Alzheimer's. It's a hallmark of multiple sclerosis and so on and so forth. So for me, these, in, the, these innovations that basically target neurological circuits that cannot be targeted with traditional molecules, they're phenomenal and fascinating, and, and more so even when it can be done in a non-invasive way, like Achille has done. Yeah, thanks for the for the update. I think we are living in really in a in a breakthrough time where innovation is really a key, uh, not just uh, the technology part, because it is enabling us to do many many other things. Um, let me ask you uh, before you know rounding this up uh, what do we really gonna what we, what are we gonna expect uh, to see in the conference uh, especially that uh, your company is really heavily involved uh, Sofinova partners uh, do you mind telling us more what do we gonna be expecting what are your involvements what are we gonna be seeing so um, you know first of all, we are, my partner, Simon and I, we are going to be at the conference um, for, the sing, for the simple reason that we believe that this is a fantastically uh, interesting opportunity for us to learn more about a market that has traditionally not been served as well as other markets, yet that is now at a point of maturity that it really is opening up. 
And so that's that's first and foremost. Then secondly, the amount of innovation coming from from the region and some of the uh, mission statements being put out by some of the key decision makers in the region actually create momentum. And we want to be part of that. We want to be part of the dialogue. We want to understand what is going on there. Now, for people therefore joining uh, the conference, what they can expect is precision medicine as a whole basically has a promise that is that is multifactorial. It has a promise to regard the individual. So instead of dosing an individual on a milligrams per kilogram basis, you now get to dose an individual really on you know, the individual's needs. So technologies that cater to that, technologies that cater, for example, uh, to better analytics on an individual, um, technologies that serve, for example, better or more expedited drug discovery and drug development. Those are some of the technologies that will be on show there. Then um, equally, we will have people from um, the region itself. So uh, policymakers, decision makers from the region, which basically kickstarts a whole different dialogue. What do you need to be mindful of when you do business in the region? Which is something I'm particularly intrigued by. I want to learn about you know, some of the local challenges and some of the local opportunities. And then the third area um, is just, you know, there's, there's going to be global investors, um, both from the region who originate from the region and invest globally, as well as uh, global investors like myself who come to the region. And so with all that, you get a melting pot of internationally cutting edge technologies local decision making and opportunities together with capital both from the region from the region and internationally so all that should at least spark a very interesting dialogue and and hopefully some sharing of you know very constructive ideas very interesting and thanks for the for the update and uh, for our audience who will be participating on uh 25th and 20 uh, 24th and 25th of may uh make sure to attend make sure to attend uh, your session also uh to know more also what's happening uh there will be 55 revolutionary leaders also on this platform uh so make sure to to join uh the field from was it from dubai or from sefanova or from other platforms and uh i just want to say also if you want to register just scan this qr code where it will directly send you uh to the registration so you can attend directly uh, and by the way, for registration, it's free. So you can attend and then discover what's the latest as an attendee, uh, what's the latest uh, updates in the, in the medical field, what's the latest evolution, uh, technology uh, and innovation. And uh, I'm sure uh, you will be uh, also uh, showcasing more of those innovations that are happening inside the summit. Uh, so I don't know if you have any last words before we conclude our session uh, and our audience will be more than happy also to, to uh, later on uh, try to grasp the, the innovation that's happening. I'm actually, I'm very happy about uh, hosting you because uh, medical field is really into that revolution, into the change and the transformation. We've seen many different things on the finance side. It's always been there. And you know, most of the words finance, 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 it's time for others also to, to join on that uh, platform. And then on the world where innovation is actually touching and, and the transformation is actually touching every point. So if you have any last word uh, to, to, uh, for our audience and uh, to conclude, uh, we would be appreciated. Look, if anybody with, with a great idea around either a new technology in healthcare, a new medical device, a new therapeutic, please do look us up, send me an email. Um, we, we want to collect as many great ideas, work with as many talented founders, making sure we bring medical innovation, life science innovation further and ultimately impact more patients worldwide. So yeah, do you mind? 
do you mind sharing your uh, social media so we can hook them up if they want to connect to you uh, and then I'll, I'll 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 post the links also later on yeah that's fine yeah yeah uh, they can reach you at i'll say i'll i'll, I'll give the website right. and uh, and my email that's fine sure Uh, and with that, I'd like to thank you uh, for being a uh, guest with us today and sharing your, uh, not just vision, uh, but on outlook on what's happening in the world and what's going to happen uh, in the Precision Med exhibition uh, within two weeks, uh, 12 more days, actually. So uh, we're eager to meet. We're happy to partner with uh, Precision Med and Emerge uh, as a media partner and then bring more leaders on this platform Uh, and hopefully try to, uh, you know, take the whole world of digital uh, leaders and digital transformation. And was it from medical or technology or uh, finance or, uh, you know, we even had uh, people uh, today, the drone business is, is, is massive. The utilization of drones in our life is also touching every base. Was it from health or uh, from anything else? So uh, thank you again. Uh, I'm really happy, uh, Edward, for uh, you being with us. And uh, with that, I would like to thank you again. And we will see you soon with another episode uh, that will be broadcasted uh, next week. And stay tuned. I will be sharing all of our posts in the, uh, in the, in the, in the chat and in the description. So uh, check them below. So welcome again, and thank you again for being part of DX Talks, the Digital Leaders Platform. Cheers, and see you next week.